In this third series of Lowdown and Lockdown, our community reflects on a very peculiar 2020 and anticipates a rather extraordinary New Year's Eve. Terry the Towel, number 10, The Close, South Shields. Christmas. It's a time for family celebrations, a time for giving. But I just wonder how it's all going to play out this year. Are we all going to buy everything online? You can buy a car online now. Here's a scenario I can see happening across the country. You're waiting for your delivery from one of the big four supermarkets on Christmas Eve. The van's late. Hubby cracks open a bottle of wine. He senses a bit of tension in the air. There's your last tune at the bit to get the turkey in the oven. The van arrives two hours late. The driver's very apologetic. Emptying out the bags, cranberry sauce, Aunt Bessie's Yorkshire puddings, pigs in blankets, Christmas pudding, a duck! What the hell's this, she shouts. Here we go. The kids'll never eat that. They were just at the park the other day feeding all the birds. Hubby thinks to himself. When they can lift their heads away from the mobile phones. A couple of glasses of wine later, things start settling down. The duck will just have to do, she says. She goes quiet, deep in thought. The regional news is on in the background, talking about Donald Trump. I know, she shouts. Let's call it a Texas turkey. The kids will never know the difference. Isn't that a coincidence? Another glass of wine and the fall about laughing. Christmas spirit is well and truly back on track. Hip, hip, hurrah. Well, I'm going Christmas shopping the old-fashioned way. With cousin Carol. She's got an eye for a bargain. Mask, sanitizer, metro centre, here we come. First stop, Christmas shoes for Carol. I swear down, she's got more shoes than the Kardashians. I left a screensaver on my laptop a couple of weeks ago. Dunk couldn't help himself, he had to have a look. It was me at a karaoke night out, dressed as Elvis Presley. Well, I've been kidding them along in the close that I work on cruise ships. They're a jealous lot because of all the holidays I've had. So it wasn't long before Dunk let it slip. I was tidying up the front garden. Fit Flo was running down the close as usual. I said, hi there, how are you doing? She smiled. Yes, fine. I'm all shook up. Uh-huh. Well... I knew Dunk couldn't keep a secret. My fancy dress costume was delivered to Penny Lane by mistake. It's for Hot Tub Hannah's Top of the Pops New Year's Eve's party. <laughs> That'll keep them even guessing more. My secret? I said it's a kind of working holiday. I'll let them work it out for themselves. I've met a lot of nice people in this new career of mine. It'll all come out one day, I'm sure. I thought it had last year. I was coming off a cruise ship with a client at St. Catherine's Gate, Rhodes. I had accompanied her to a wedding on the island of Corfu. <laughs> I thought Cathy had recognised me. With seven or eight of her mates, a hen party, 
Well, that's what it looked like by the dresses and the oddly shaped balloons they were carrying. But they were more interested in embarrassing single men or shouting at a bachelor party across the way. A middle-aged couple, well, we're just not on the radar. Let's recap the last eight months on this never-ending bloody lockdown. The back garden and greenhouse, all cleaned out and ready for next spring. Painting and decorating all done. Cleaned out all the drawers and cupboards and tidied out the garage. Oh yes, the loft, where we throw all our old yesterday's memories. Pictures of family, young and old, toys worn out, old bits and pieces. <laughs> Look there, old mantel clock belonging to the grandmother. I still remember the chimes. And Dad's old Baker-like radio. Grandad left him. The kid's old matchbox cars, marbles, action man, with a scar on his face. Games like snakes and ladders. Monopoly played the death on rainy days. I came across an old guitar, belonging to one of me sons. I think everybody's had a go at playing the guitar at one time or another. But a thought crossed me mind. Watching daytime television is not doing my brain any good. Let's just see what I can do with this, I thought. After all, they say it's a good time to learn a new hobby or interest. After a good clean-up and a new set of strings, and I bought a tuner. I had started learning chords, then chord progressions and singing along on the internet. I've even wrote some little songs. Looking after me grandson, I noticed their little lives have changed so much in this COVID lockdown. Staying in on their iPads in the bedrooms, homeschooling, not being able to go out with their little mates. Even my grandson has lost a sense of freedom. So I came up with this little song. Jacob, you better wake up, you gotta get yourself to school. Hiding in your bedroom and breaking all the rules. Staying up late at night on the iPad and internet. Jacob, you better wake up, you gotta get yourself to school. Mama's at the food of this day, going crazy and a coming ahead. Is on the phone to school Telling the teacher how you broke the rules Jacob, you gotta wake up You gotta get yourself to school Brandon Keno all spaced out With a smile on his face You're running and you're jumping and jumping Jacob, happy
Penny Lane, number seven, The Drive. Now there's a surprise. Christmas time is here again. Mind it started in September. We've still got a while to go before Christmas. Then I think people just want this year over as soon as possible. Well, I've got two invites for New Year's parties already. Hmm. Not sure they're supposed to go ahead. Anyway, one's off Nelly. The other one's off Hannah. Hmm. Don't know which one to go to. Maybe I could get to both. Be better than sitting here alone. I could do with this year ending well. Hopefully no new restrictions for the rest of the year, but it doesn't look good. (sighs) Well, if I'm going to go, whose party would I go to first? Who will have the best music? suppose it doesn't really matter as long as they play my favourite band. Mm -hmm. Hannah's party could be a bit hedonistic. Wonder if any of her firemen will turn up. Nellie's could be quiet. All her knitted furniture and that. It's usually tea and biscuits with her. Hope she has more than that. Stotty's been getting plenty flour delivered. Wonder if he's catering for her. Hmm. Wonder if she's got any spare wool to knit me a cosy for the hot tub. When will life change, eh? Wearing a mask wherever you go. Surely social distancing could end soon. I will be able to hold hands for old Lang Syne. Maybe we'll need to wear gloves, eh? You see a lot of movement around the close. Ryder's been busy with his bikes. Got a new one. Seems to be fitting more of them pannion things. I think that's what they're called. Looks a bit like he needs to carry more stuff around. Or he's planning a trip. A long trip. Wonder if there are any more pests around at the moment. Or maybe he's doing something for those Uber Eats people. Oh, yesterday was a bit of an odd day. Sad to say one of my goldfish died. I've wanted to get rid of them for years. But I still felt miserable. Had to take it out the tank and dispose of it. At least it's now in that great fish pond in the sky. Or maybe in the octopus's garden, if you know what I mean. I only got two left now. Had them for years. They've been overfed, underfed, cleaned out. Not very often. But they've survived it all. They're not gold anymore. One is all silver and the other one is dappled silver and gold. They're always happy to see me when I feed them. Shame they don't have much conversation. I wonder if everyone in the close is invited to the parties. Maybe Terry the Towel will be there. Though he's been trying to get away. Whenever I see him, he says, another holiday has been cancelled because he can't afford to self-isolate when he comes back. I don't know how he managed so many holidays anyway, not with his job. He must be doing something else. I took a parcel in for him a couple of weeks ago. The box was sort of ripped. So I took a peek. Something with diamantes on. Maybe he's a ballroom dancer. Though he struts around more like shaking Stevens than Anton de Beck. Oh well, 
Better sit down and think about replying and see I'll be at the parties, if we're allowed. Hot tub Hannah's first, then Nellie's, I think. I'll give Katie from the drive a call, see if she wants to be my plus one. Unless they've already invited her. They might have. I'll ask her to pick me up some nice rosier wine. We'll need something to get through what's left of 2020. Sparrow Barraclough, number 12. I didn't mean to do it. I get frustrated, you see, when it's on my own personal time and I've got to get this dozy woman floor yapping away at me and not taking no for an answer about this rotten party. I can't afford not to work and she just doesn't get it. She looks at me. Everyone will be there. Glad to see the back of this year. Da-di-da. And the killer punch. Especially for you, losing your nan and all that. I mean, I could hardly keep myself in check when she kept asking me these stupid questions. Who did she think she was? Jeremy Paxman? I should have said no. Said I was working, but she kept going on and on about nan. I was starting to get wound up, but she had me trapped. What a lovely person she was. Help anybody. But the social services should have sent someone round sooner. If they had, they'd have seen she wasn't coping so well. Rumour was she wasn't taking her tablets. She preferred you-know-who's catnip for her arthritis. She didn't like chemicals, you see. Yeah, I did see. I'd seen Walter's special plants and his special friends. Smackheads. She was getting into a stride now. If the social services had got their asses in the gear and dropped this softly, softly human rights rubbish, they'd have seen she was going downhill fast. Six stone she was. How could they let her get so thin? How could they do that? No wonder she was behaving funny. If she wasn't processing her food right, all them chemicals swishing round her brain. No wonder then she's given half the close a power cut with that multi-bar incident. Seems it had been an impressive flash and Nan was part of the circuit. But she had a lovely funeral and a good turnout. Should have seen the flowers they'd sent. They were lovely. White carnations, spelling out Nan in the big letters. Looked lovely in the hearse. But still, that was then and this was now. And was I going to the end of year party? Now that's when I went cold, you know. Like... You're watching that accident happen through the upstairs window. Detached, but still breathing. I noticed the trees were all planted around the park in rotation. Ash, birch, chestnut, typical council. A, B, C. The fire brigade did mention the mullibar being possibly overloaded in the report. But it wasn't conclusive. But drugs? Who had got my nan on the drugs? Walter Weed was too obvious, not the usual, admittedly, but who knows people's past lives? Arthur Goth, old guy liner in new rock boots, clomping round in depressive circles. Ryder, the last verse in the old Hell's Angels chapter. I need to talk to Derek. Wonder if he's free New Year's for a bit of light social questioning. I focus on Flo. Wobbling along beside me, the only woman with the figure of a sausage roll. Stoddy's eye candy. And I say yes. Fit flow at number one. 
Oh, Merry Christmas and Rudolph with a mask on. Ah, oh, cute. Squee. Not many of my friends are sending cards this year. They're all posting the wishes online. Is it free and safer? I like cards. I tried making them after watching those craft channels one year. Nearly sliced me finger off with a scalpel trying to neaten up an edge. I gave up after that. I don't think anybody would want to open an envelope and get a waft of TCP and find a card that looked like a blood splatter pattern. Nah. Well, what a 2020 Christmas that was. I think you could say it was a defining moment in our family timeline. You see, I've only got mum and great-granddad. My nana died before I was born and, well, mum's got a good full-time job in an office in town, so I don't see her much, except for Christmas and her holidays. It's what we prefer. And dad? Well, who knows? Just up sticks one year and he was gone. Great-granddad, he's 90, he was livid and he definitely doesn't like mum's new boy, man, partner, friend, thing. I mean, you can't call them boyfriends when they're in their 40s, can you? Yuck! I mean, he's lovely, but... Well, anyway... Mum invited great-granddad and me round to hers for Christmas dinner. Make a special stretched bubble and so she had to know what he was doing so she could make plans. And he said no. Mum was furious. Great-granddad just sat there and refused point blank. He's awesome. It's Brilliant when he does that. Makes me laugh. <laughs> so I was visiting great-granddad's at the time when mum called and great-granddad just passed the phone to me. Well, I was piggy in the middle, wasn't I? I picked up on mum's stress and I picked up on great-granddad's and I just blew up. I couldn't take it and wound up shouting at them both and slamming the door when I left so that they'd see that they were being ridiculous. Result? They're back together, thick as thieves, and I'm the black sheep. Charming. I haven't seen them since. I heard on the grapevine that they'd had a lovely time, but, hey, that's Christmas. We've always got New Year. Speaking of which, I was walking through the park the other day when I bumped into Sparrow. He's okay when you get to talk to him. Not as old as you think. I think he was a bit smitten by me by the time we split, because originally he wasn't going to go to Nellie's end-of-year party. Or is it Hannah's? Anyway, but after he got a blast of me seductive charm... He said he would. I'm really pleased for him. It's a big step. I mean, I don't know what it's like to lose someone, 
but to have him lock himself away in that shed all the time, it's not right. I don't know what he does in there, but he doesn't smell, so he's not breeding anything. Rabbits or cats or the like. Actually, he's got quite good bone structure. He would make a brilliant drag queen, wig, bit of makeup, set of heels when he's away. Actually, speaking of which, there's not only him that's got good cheeks. That Terry's a bit of a sly silver fox. Darren was telling me that's how Paul O'Grady started. Didn't believe him, because he's lovely with animals. Paul O'Grady, that is, not Darren. I hope he does a New Year's special. Well, 2021... Here we come. A brave new world, eh? Dunk, number six, The Close. So, Christmas is in the air. Joy. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for it. I think it's a brilliant way to break up the winter. However, the barrage of promotions and songs is something I simply cannot abide. I feel as though I'm King Canute trying to hold back the tide. As an example... Following all social distancing measures and wearing a mask, I went down to my local pet store to get some treats for Mr Fiddlesticks. That's my dog, by the way. Only to be greeted at the shop entrance by Santa's little helper, namely Julie, the shop assistant, dressed as an elf, complete with ears and everything. Having politely refused the Christmas offers brochure she tried to hand me, I made my way around the store. I feel as though, as I went to each aisle, different music greeted me. Aisle 1, a talking fish, playing Slade. Aisle 2, a moving Santa, busting out moves to I wish it could be Christmas every day. (sighs) Don't worry. I won't go on. Needless to say, I was glad to get home. Hmm, that brings me to my neighbours. I've received two party invitations, both scheduled around the same time. One from Hannah at number 3, and one from Nellie at number 5. Funny, I still don't know their surnames. If truth be told, I'd rather go to neither. It's a nice gesture, but it'll mean extra work on my part. Having to provide a suitable present. Having to seem interested when people tell me their life stories. And no doubt I won't be able to bring Mr Fiddlesticks with me. But then if I don't go, I'll seem rude and disingenuous. Oh, look. Nellie knitted Mr Fiddlesticks that pink and yellow number, for which I've never really cared for. Plus, if I go to her party, I'm sure anything I say will end up a street gossip. She's not called Nelly the Natter for nothing. Then again, if I go to Hannah's, I feel certain we'll end the evening in her hot tub. Firstly, I can't think of anything worse. Also, there's the thought that if I have to strip down to my bathing costume... Goodness me. I'm not exactly body conscious, but them seeing me this way would probably engender gossip that again would end up part of street conversation... No, choices, choices. (laughs) I'll tell you what, here's what I'll do. I'll tell them I've taken Boris' advice to heart. You know, the bit about not meeting in groups bigger than six. I know the old adage is normally two's company but three's a crowd, but I shall say six is company, seven is illegal. Yes, that's what I'll do. Who knows? Maybe in time, I'll be seen as a sensible one. Or at least the one without coronavirus. Number 7. 
It's all fuck off from number nine to close South Shields. What a year it's been. To be honest, I quite enjoyed the isolation because I'm not very keen on other people. I like my own company and generally keep myself to myself. It's New Year's Eve 2020 and I've been invited to a few parties, including two here on the close. I don't think I'll go to any. I'm just not in the mood. It'll probably be a disaster like all the other annual events this year. Having said that, Penny Lane from number seven, you know, has had her hair done. I think that Kate from the drive, you know, the lass that delivers food and stuff, I think she did her hair for her. She looks like Boris Johnson in a very high wind. Anyway, parents were going out of their way to make Halloween work this year because the kids couldn't go door to door. The parents, and, and lots of others, it has to be said, created Halloween games that their kids could join in. They hid pumpkins around the area, and when the kids found them, they were given a prize of some sweets. People being what they are, it got very competitive. And competitive trick or treating is fraught with danger. Illegal gambling took over, with kids and their families being intimidated by gangs to throw the trick or treat, and then they cleaned up all the sweets afterwards. The police became involved, and Halloween was banned. The lead-up to bonfire night was just as bad. Because the kids couldn't sit with their guy and ask for a contribution, they took to leaving the guy with a container for anything that people wanted to give. This led to a spate of people passing themselves off as the guy. People taking pity on the poor children who were missing out on bonfire night would drop a few pence in the hat, only to find the guy leaping up and running off with any of the money that had been left. I sort of wish I'd thought of that. Bonfire night itself saw that rider, you know, from, from number four, the close, and some of his mates taking the opportunity to get rid of some unwanted car and bike parts and some waste products. They found some ground up at White Mare Pool and built a tyre fire and set fire to gallons of engine oil and broken spare parts. You could see the flames and plumes of black smoke from miles around. As there were so few bonfires at lockdown, the tyre fire drew a huge crowd. But the smoke and fumes were so toxic that several kids and their parents took ill and the ambulance service was called. Then they called the police, who in turn called the fire brigade. Ryder and his mates scarpered before any of the emergency services arrived, so they managed to get away with it. The fire brigade was still fighting that fire a week later. To me, it seems like an awful waste of resources, but at least it brought some people together. Still, there was one piece of good news in November. Donald Trump is no longer President of the United States. Having said that, he's still barricaded in the White House, refusing to accept that he was defeated. I shouldn't really talk about Christmas, but I will. So, this lockdown has forced people into social distancing and having to choose who could be in their bubble. No one thought to include Santa Claus, so he was banned from entering any homes other than his own. Which was fine for his family, but not so good for everybody else. Labour-supporting parents told their children that there were no presents because a Tory government had banned Santa. Santa was unavailable for comment. 
but a spokesman said he would be spending quality time with his family and advised everyone to do the same. But we couldn't, because of the ban on different households mixing. Christmas became a series of Zoom and FaceTime meetings or Instagram pictures of turkey and Christmas puddings. I had bought a frozen ready meal and had it on my own. It was okay, but pulling a Christmas cracker on my own was one of the saddest things I've ever done. We'll leave the EU tomorrow and still nothing is settled. I suppose we'll just have to wait and see how all that works out. Anyway, it's my birthday next week, so there's one thing to look forward to. Take care. Yet more thoughts from Stotty Shields of number eight, The Close. Good God. Dozens of gloves, ten bottles of sanitizer, eight boxes wet wipes, six bowls of disinfectant, five protective suits, two rooms labelled quarantine, and a partridge in a pear tree. A supply depot? No. It was a hallway of hot tub hannas. How can she be so fanatical about hygiene when she'll let just anyone in uniform get into her tub? Mind, after 2020, anything's possible. You know, I've got the distinct impression no one wants me round here anymore. Damn rider. Told him to keep it to himself about my infestations a few months back. Made as a laughing stock of the close. Just hours before that police dog took a lunge at us too. I've still got the scars. Last time I tried feeding a dumb animal. Other than Mabby's penny lane at number seven. Then the police, based on some fake news rumour, or more likely, no doubt, my threats to press charges against their mutt that should have been destroyed... And the nerve to put a tent up and dig on my lawn when they were looking into that still unsolved murder in the drive. Course, all they ever achieved was digging my potatoes and trampling on my vines. On top of that, the bakery's closed for good now. Oh, what am I going to do? And then, there's today's bit of sheer hypocritical betrayal. Now, with two New Year's Eve do's round here this time, I naturally assumed either Hannah or especially Nelly, one of my regulars at the bakery, would ask for my services when it came to the catering. But when I went round to each of them first thing, laden with all manner of ingredients like the feast artista am, Hannah told us blithely, Don't worry, I've got it all sorted. Similar story with Nelly, only she acted more edgy at the front door. Like she didn't want us coming in. So I turn up at Anna's a few hours back with some of the rest, wondering who's taking my place in the kitchen, of course. And what do I find? Little! Hardly lousy little grub out on trees for us. Now, I'll admit, the other things, like the fireworks for she arranged, were all great stuff. But that hot tub hussy knew Damn fine well I'd give a hell for turning into the Scrooge of food rather than simply giving me the chance to do what I did, or did, best. Well, even if Nelly would avoid me now I've arrived for similar reasons, she'll surely have a bit more taste than that. And unlike the rest, I'm starving. Well, I wasn't going to eat that stuff on principle, was I? When I knew what might have been. 
let's see. Maybe I could sneak a peek in Nelly's kitchen. Hmm. Seems an archaic spread. But like Sparrow at number 12, and his agony aren't writing, looks can be deceiving. Eh? She's left some of the packaging on too! I don't believe it! Aldi! Flipping! Aldi! When she could have had my carefully crafted culinary creations? Unforgivable! Right, that's it! This is the wafer straw that broke the caramel's buck. If no one round shields wants my skills anymore, then I'm not staying a moment longer. New year, new home. I wonder if our Elvis clone, Terry Towell, has any connections or brochures that could lead to jobs for cooks on the Costa del Sol with expats who'd appreciate a good gourmet. Or, or just anywhere abroad. Winter is coming. Hi, it's Hot Tub Hannah from number three, The Close. You may remember me telling you that, that I wanted my life to be a bit more dynamic and that I fancied joining the fire brigade. Well, I keep getting this vision of Cagney and Lacey. Oh, that's shown me age where they skulk around creepy buildings with their guns held in both hands, then a bash a door in with one leg held high. So I got to thinking about becoming a private eye. Then I began mulling over MI6. I've done my research. They want individuals who have a passion for discovering what makes people tick. That's me, all right. Got the passion. I could be an undercover agent living at a bogus address. I'd go on clandestine operations wearing one of those belted trench coats that they wore in LOLO with secret documents stuffed down me corsets. That's what the women did. Espionage, what a great word. It's ironic that the first chief of MI6 was called Sir Mansfield Cumming. That's without the S on the end, but it could be related. This Mansfield Cumming always signed himself with a capital C in green ink. I thought I'd do some training before I applied, because we never did find out what that incident was in the drive. So I took myself off for a nosy round the cul-de-sac. Got to number five and I heard a loud purring. I peeked through a gap in the fence and there was Nellie the Knitter in a large swivel chair on her patio. On her lap was a fat white Persian cat, which she was stroking in a very sinister manner. I wish I could remember who had a cat like that. Terry Towell said she was asking about passports recently. Hmm. Anyway, we're speeding towards the end of the year, and surprise, surprise, the nasty virus has reared its ugly head again. And Mr Roly-Poly with the messy yellow hair is juggling our lives daily. It would seem that Nellie has inside info about social bubbles, as she's invited us all to a party on New Year's Eve. There's to be a Cossack dancer. Exciting, but a tad suspicious. From Russia with love. Not to be outdone, 
I've invited them all to my garden for the Old Lang Syne Malarkey to ring in 2021. I'm doing marshmallows on sticks. Special offer from Stoddy's rival. So we can all cosy round and toast them on my brazier. I've asked them to bring the ice skates instead of cozies, as the hot tub water froze and it's now a skating rink. And there's a prize for the most tantalising outfit. Seeing as my hubby's had so much to put up with this year, with me fads and fancies, I've ordered him a special white suit studded with rhinestones. Well, I've just got back from Nellie's party. Can he rave? Though I didn't get the chance to wish Nellie and Ryder a happy new year. But I did see a flash of red leather as the fireworks got going. Off to the secret policeman's ball, eh? <laughs> Everyone was having a laugh at Penny Lane and Terry Towell gyrating at Cossack dancing. Well, it's now half past midnight and nobody's arrived yet, so I'll send Hubby along to remind them. And while he's away, I'll stick those little post-it notes around the house just to tell him how much he means to me and to thank him for being such a brilliant lockdown chum. Here he is, looking strangely taller and thinner in his white rhinestone suit with a fab black quiff and sideburns. I hold up a pair of ice skates so we can have a twirly waltz before the others arrive. He rolls up his trouser leg and I see, with horror, a green capital C tattooed on his left calf. <gasps> John Hood Johnson, number two, the close. Well, it's New Year's Day and I feel ill. How did I get this way? Well, I'll tell you. Yes, afternoon I thought I would go for a walk and get some fresh air. No sooner had I got out the door, I bumped into a hot tub from next door. She said, Eee, I'm glad to see you, Mr Johnson. I was wondering whether you'd like to pop in tonight as I'm having a small do in the house. And I was hoping you could come and join us. Well, I said, thanks very much. I'll be there for eight if that's okay. Yes, she says, don't forget your mask, mind. Well, I hadn't gotten ten yards when I bumped into Nelly. Mr Johnson, I'm having a little drink tonight, just for the neighbours, like. And would you like to come? I said, yes, I would love to come over. Don't forget your mask, she said. Well, I thought, two parties, and all the usual suspects will be there, with a bit of luck I may find a new bumpy bloody shed, dude. Well, I was all ready for 7.30, all suave and sophisticated. I looked like James Bond, shaken, not stirred. Well, I was straight in a hot tub's house, bottle of bud in hand, and starting chatting with Stotty. He was telling me all about the bacon he's been doing in the lockdown. For all the pensioners, and how they all love his sausage rolls as he always seemed to disappear first. He knew now to boop to bump his shed down. Well, I started talking to Gothy from number nine. He was dressed all in black as usual, and Terry Tool, he was in all white costume with big lapels. He reminded me of someone, but I couldn't think who. 
They were telling me that they had been delivering food hampers to people who were shielding the lockdown. By, I thought, that's nice of them. They knew now to whoop me shed bone and doon. Hot tub invited me into the back garden and said, Here, have a go of this. And she poured me some of her homemade punch. Well, I took one sip and I couldn't keep myself away from it. It tasted like pop. It was lovely. Eight glasses later, she said, Mr. Johnson, I've got some fireworks here. And with you being an army man, I was wondering if you would set them off. Well, I wasn't going to tell I was only in the army catering co. So I said, why I no problem. I started setting them off at the back of my garden. At times I started having trouble seeing where the blue touch paper was. There was plenty of oohs and ahs, so I must be doing something to eat, I thought. Then it came to the last one, a three-foot rocket with Apollo written down the side, and a stand it in a pop bottle. I put a match to it, and it started fizzing straight away. As I scrambled to get away, the bottle fell over, and it shot across the garden like an exocent missile. Sparks and flames were flying all over as it bounced off the shed in the back of the house. People were screaming, some had dived heat force into the hot tub, while others were scrambling over the back fence. Meanwhile, the missile smashed into the table holding the punch bowl, smashing into a thousand pieces, and setting the light of the punch. I thought, how much alcohol was in that as I dashed to our living room and out into the front street? I hope some of our fire brigade mates were there as I staggered at Nelly's. I stood outside Nelly's for five minutes trying to get my legs to walk in the right direction. As I got to our house, the front door was open and there was the pounding of music. All I could hear was War Susie knocking Devil Gate drive out. My mouth was starting to water up and my guts were making some weird noises. As I went to open the living room door, someone opened it from the other side. I shot through the doorway, tripped and landed on half hours, thrown up all our Nelly's axe minister. As two sets of arms picked us up, I thought, I can't remember having courage today. As bite and terror, Terry Towle popped us up in the corner, I found it very hard to apologise with five gold balls in my mouth. Baker came and gave me a bottle of bud. I thought a razor blade would be better the way I was feeling. I'd stopped talking by this time. I was only listening. Anyway, he was telling me all about his delivery job on his bike and that he was a volunteer courier for the NHS delivering blood and, and supplies to the hospitals. And here was me dating out. Baker disappeared into the kitchen with Nelly and I realised my mouth was watering up again and my guts were churning and I needed to get the loo pronto. I got to the bottom of the stairs, it took me three goes to get a hold of the banister. As I hauled my way up, I could see the loo door. I thought, please let it be empty, please let it be empty. As I got there, Stotty came out and I started to say I'd give that five as I pushed myself past him and slammed the door in his chest. I didn't know which scent to put on the pot first. When I sat on the pot and what was wrong with me eyes, I could only see the one. I stood up and held on grimly at the sink and looked in the mirror, and all was revealed. Me mask had slipped round and was covering one eye. I looked like the Phantom of the Opera. I didn't know what happened to James Bond, but Frank Spencer was looking back at us. All I needed was to find Betty downstairs and I was made up. Anyway, I got downstairs by some miracle and realised I had to go home. Well, I saw Nelly in the kitchen talking to Baker. 
where me guts were rumbling again, so I decided to bravely try and get across the living room to the kitchen and say to her, I got halfway across when I kicked Penny Lane's glass of red hour and mumbled something and staggered on. Once I got to the kitchen door, I stumbled at the back of Terry Tool just to was taking a drink out of his can. Well, a lot went down the front of his white top. As he turned towards us, I thought, Hello, I did not Elvis drunk John Smith's. Well, I coloured Nelly and tried to apologise for what went on. Then I realised I couldn't understand Swahili. Funny, I thought, when I used to stagger out the bounce and eel at 11 o'clock at night on the way to Rupad's, everyone spoke Swahili and understood it as well. As I started to leave, I was grabbed by the love of me life, Sophia. Sophia Loren. She said, Eee, Mr. Johnson, you're not half long funny. Is it something you said? Me like half a gallon of aviation fuel of hot tubs, I thought, as she grabbed me round me waist and put me arm round her neck. Away, she said, let's get EM. As I bowed me head in her hair, and me snap was resting on her lug. I took one sniff of her perfume, and I was in heaven as she dragged me out the front door. On the way home, she was telling me how she runs at nine every morning on her own, and how lonely she is. Well, I took another sniff of her perfume, and I couldn't help myself. I steamed straight in. I'll run with you if you like. And it's John who, by the way. I loved her even more when I knew she understood Swahili. After seven attempts to get to me door, she took the keys off us and threw me in. As I slammed the door and staggered along the hall, I heard a noise at the door and saw the letterbox open and a pair of eyes looking at me. Sweet dreams, she said. I've got a spare light running suit for you. And who was that Sophia last show prattling on about? As I slammed the bedroom door and fell face down onto the bed. Well, it was about seven when I stood. I was still face down, but my arm and heel was hanging over the side of the bed. My eyes seemed stuck together. My heel was thumping, and there was an awful smell around us. When I got my eyes open, I thought, what's all them carrots doing on the floor? I got myself in the bathroom and looked in the mirror, and it all became clear. There, hanging under my chin, was my mask, full of carrots and guns. No wonder the smell was falling as a boot. I stripped off and stood in the shower for ten minutes trying to get the stink off us. And when I looked down I said I had me jockeys and socks on. What a nugget. I got the towel on me waist and as I walked through the hall I saw a little package by the front door. Then it dawned on us. I was going running and I knew I was Sophia and she put the lighter through the letterbox. Well that quickened me heart rate as I took the lighter out of the package. How far does light will I stretch, I thought. I'd struggle to get this on an action man figure. Well, three quarters of an hour late, I was standing in front of the mirror. Fluorescent green light was so stretched it was nearly see-through. Halfway up my arms and legs, I was starting to lose the feel in my hands and feet. In my neck. I thought I was being garroted. The only things I could find for me feet were me hobnailed army boots. Mr. Motivator. The green goddess, eat your heart out. There was a knock on the door. My heart leapt with a thought of Sophia, as I remembered the smell of her perfume. As I walked through the hall, my guts started to rumble again. I thought, oh no, didn't get caught short now. I'll never get into this lot in time. Well, I opened the door 
and thought of Sophia evaporated. They stand in front of me with no body in arms like that. Eee, you're still looking poorly, she said. You have a big red face and your hands are lily white. Are you sure you're all right? Yes, I said through cleansed buttocks as I slammed the front door. When I turned round, Flo was standing with her hands on her hips, said, Eee, Mr. Johnson, I see you found one of Stotty's sausage rolls with a glint in her eye. Look, I said, let's get some running done before I change me bloody mind. P.S. I still didn't find who bought me bloody shed boom. Katie, number 47, from The Drive. In the bleak midwinter, that's one of my favourite Christmas carols. Oh, and I love singing. I miss it so much especially at this time of year. I usually sing with my friend Sue in the Geordie Lasses group. We sing in the church choir, carols by candlelight, and especially on Christmas Eve. Last year we sang in six of the old people's homes around South Shields. From the middle of October to the last week of November, the Geordie Lasses were sang at all the Christmas fairs. Oh, I do love a good Christmas bazaar mince pie, tombola, raffle tickets <laughs> and the knitted Christmas decorations, turkey sandwiches and there's always some delicious homemade mince pies. It's been part of my Christmas build-up for years. You're a very apt Christmas carol. It's a bloody bleak midwinter this year, isn't it? 2020 was supposed to be a really fabulous year for me. Once I made my mind up to take the retirement option from work. I remember last Christmas watching a news report about a mysterious virus in Wuhan in China. It's causing a lot of people to be ill. And then the Chinese government were building a massive hospital to cope with this virus. They cancelled their Chinese New Year. And I remember thinking, well, China, it's a long way from South Shields. Then in Italy, people were really ill and hospitals were filling up. And then it was February and my retirement party was cancelled. My mum went into a nursing home. And a week later, the home shut down to visit us. When she moved in, a room came up overlooking the gardens. She was really happy. Plants and feeding the birds. Only trouble is, when the home closed to visit us, there was no way of me seeing her. The staff tried to get her to use an iPad. Well, if you're one of those silver surfers, it's all right, but she was never really good with technology. BBC One and ITV were the only channels she could manage on her TV. The home phoned me on April the 28th to tell me they had coronavirus. I put the phone down. I had to sit down and catch my breath. Don't worry, they said. Your mum's on the ground floor. It's a long way away from the rooms with residents who have coronavirus. I just wanted to take my car and scoop her up and bring her home with me so she would be safe and I could look after her. I knew I couldn't do that. Mum has dementia and she needed carers to look after her. Four months later, I was standing in the cold crematorium. One of only eight people allowed at her funeral. No singing. No celebrating her life over a cup of tea afterwards. 
just a 20 minute service to say goodbye to my darling mum. And I kept thinking on the day she died, another 365 people died. Some in nursing homes, some in hospital wards and intensive care units. And like me, their family and friends won't have been able to say goodbye. Well, since then, I've just been getting by. Life during lockdown, after lockdown, back in lockdown, in tier two, in tier three. Boris, why do you have to make it so complicated? The notion of brewery and piss up and they couldn't organise springs to mind. So here I am, standing in my home with all of the Christmas decorations up. I should have had a house full. Tommy and Sarah and their families and my four grandchildren were coming up. All had to be cancelled. We had to have a family Zoom to discuss the situation. I know in my head they're right, but in my heart of hearts, I long for a cuddle to read bedtime stories face to face, not over the phone. I wanted to cook them crispy roast potatoes, my special stuffing to accompany the pigs in blankets and turkey to actually pull crackers and read out daft jokes. Never mind, ma'am, we can celebrate Easter or whenever we can safely. I pretended I was relieved that it's not just another day, when really I wanted to cry. Come home. It really has been the lights are on and there's no one at home. Oh, I feel so lonely and miserable. I miss everything about my life, BC, that is, before COVID-19. So that's Christmas, been and gone. I plated up some Christmas dinner for Penny Lane. Oh, she looked so happy. We even pulled a socially distanced cracker on her doorstep. Now, there's a silver lining in the dark COVID cloud. The close and my new friends. I have enjoyed my volunteering. I've even been invited to a New Year party. Not one, but two. So which one shall I go to? Nelly or Hannah's? Well... Since Brian died 15 years ago, wherever I've been at Christmas, I've always come home for New Year's Eve. I somehow feel closer to him at the end of an old year and start to the next. There now, I've made my mind up. I light the fire and snuggle up with the dog and my memories. But tomorrow, I'll go for a walk with Penny Lane, socially distanced of course. 2021 can't come soon enough. Happy New Year. Rider, number four, the clues. Way, that's me packing done. Ah, yeah, isn't it? I wouldn't be sorry to see the back of 2020, I can tell you. When you think of everything that's gone on, we've seen the best and the worst in people. Every time Boris changed the rules, there were folks that went berserk, enjoying parties and even visiting their relatives. Take the clues. Aye, we've looked after each other, but Hannah seemed to have a socially distant party every weekend. I felt like shopping her, but it would have done me good. She must have had half the coppers and shields enjoying the delights of hot tub. Mind, who can blame her? We've all had to make our own amusement, 
I've rebuilt my bikes a dozen times. Stotty must have bit more sausage rolls than Greg's. And Fit Fleur seemed quite content to interrupt our exercise regime to taste test the product. I even read about some audio group that was meeting in a garden in Northumberland. The Gazette said they'd recorded some podcasts, whatever they are. Mind, the year hasn't been all bad. I went to that Police Federation ball. It wasn't very Christmassy, but they solved the social distancing with a bit of line dancing. And by the time we'd had a drink or six and polished off the buffet, I was ready for yam. I did try to find out what happened in the drive that night, but nobody was seeing, although one of the lasses did mention Special Branch and said I might find the answers in Barnard Castle. That seemed a long way to drive just to test a theory. There've been so many changes this year. Take Halloween, for example. For once, I didn't have to go to the pub or sit in the dark so I wouldn't be plagued by trick-or-treaters. Outlaws disappointed teenagers. I heard that some streets had organised treasure hunts where the parents helped the little bairns find pumpkins that folks had put in their windows. Every time the bairn found one, the parent put a sweet in their bag. Oh, the resourcefulness of the human spirit. Nay knocking on doors, nay disturbing people, nay demanding treats with menaces. Maybe they've started a new tradition. Speaking of new traditions, I bought a new bike, a Harley. For the next few months, I'm going to be like Easy Rider. At least I hope I am. I found romance. That's why I'm going on this trip. She's a local lass who I've known for years, but suddenly we just clicked. I'd never realised that beneath that woollen jumper lies a wicked sense of humour and a spirit of adventure. Not for her, the world crew's being waited on hand and foot. She doesn't belong in the world of deck coits, dinner at the captain's table and excursions to luxury destinations. I wanted to take her on holiday, but I couldn't just book flights to somewhere hot. She cannot stand the heat. Deciding where to go took a load of thought and tons of research, but I think I've cracked it. Wallace thinks we're booked on the 4am ferry to Amsterdam and then it's all point south until we see sun and sand. She couldn't be ma rang. I've planned the ultimate getaway. There'll be loads of time outdoors in the fresh air. She might even be able to enjoy a spot of whale watching. And we're guaranteed not to be a stone heavier when we get back. We're leaving from North Shields Fish Key for a walk and holiday. Two weeks fishing for prawns off the coast of Norway. She'll love it. Nelly the Knitter, number five. New Year's Eve. Can you hear the party downstairs? I'll just close the door. Bet the close was surprised with me gold embossed invites. Bet they expected a cup of tea and a dry biscuit. I laid on a lovely buffet and a load of booze. Me generosity surprised even me. I needed some peace to think, get things sorted, 
Isn't that what bedrooms are for? You know, that Dotty Shield's head is so full of dough he'd give a loaf a run for its money. And I was shocked Hannah prized herself from a hot tub. She always reminds me of steamed veg. Good terry towel to bring round those leaks. Not that I'll have much use for them. He's whining on about his missing his hollies again, as if I care. First time I've seen fit flown a frock. Yee! Did I take those doughnuts out of the freezer? Here. Who'd have thought Penny Lane would deck the DJ just because he wouldn't play Beatles music? And I don't know why Arthur Goff rose from his tomb to pay a visit. Now, did I write the words? Dunk plus one hairy mutt on me invite. No, I let them stay. Whole place is going to the dogs. You see, there I am, thinking of everyone else when I need time to myself to prepare. Don't know about you, but I've spent a lifetime doing housework. So, earlier the day, I says to myself, Come on, Nelly, old girl, be your usual from myself. Have a treat. Go to the shops. A treat. Had to be nippy, Nelly, what were done in runners, foggy bogies, and talker walkers. In fact, everyone who got in my way and breathed. I'm sick of this mask. Had enough. It's time. That Arthur keeps giving me funny looks. And Sparrow can't let his nan's death go. Did you have to live in the drive? Ran the county lines for me. Catnip. Had to try some, didn't she? Made her careless with consignments. I paid a lot for that PPE, antibacterial sprays and wipes. Sorted her out, though, didn't I? Lent her me faulty multi-plug. She was disposable. And so was the plug. How was I supposed to know it was a faulty plug, officer? I'm elderly. I forget things. Especially Sparrow's shed fire. Did two things in one. Acted as a distraction and stopped him stockpiling. No one moves in on my territory. If anyone's going to have the world supply of toilet rolls, it's going to be me, with an empire which stretches from Hong Kong to Caracas and dog leap stairs. <gasps> oh! There go the fireworks. Twelve o'clock. Happy New Year! John was so good with the pyrotechnics. Been in the army. Right. Petri hold, bag packed, got passport, and oh, ah, oh, red leathers on. There's Ryder Reveny's Harley again, as if I'd run to a man too lazy to ring the doorbell. Oh, Ryder, wait for me. Off to Sunia climbs. What did Sparrow say? Oh, what a tangled web we weave.
Just not with wool, sparrow, old son. Not with wool. Health, wealth and happiness to all.